Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, hey, so glad you are back because... I think that this episode is going to be incredibly useful and practical for everybody. Whether your goal is fat loss, whether you have a ton of fat to lose or a little bit of fat to lose, or maybe your goal is just to improve your health or get stronger, get more fit, be more active. No matter what your goal is, I really believe that this will be a very practical, helpful, and useful episode for you. And we're going to be talking about how you can find the right answers for yourself, for your body, because my answers for my body aren't necessarily your answers for your body. And that's one of the big reasons that when I work with coaching clients, there is no plan. There is no process. There are no food lists or meal plans because everyone is different and we need to be treated accordingly. And I don't just mean our food preferences are different, but our bodies and our fat burning potential is different. But there is a very straightforward way to know what to eat, how much, and when, what to do for pre-workout, post-workout, anything like that for your own body. And that's what we are going to tackle today. I would imagine that there are some of you who get frustrated when you email me or reach out on Facebook or Instagram with specific questions and my answer begins with, well, I don't know, maybe. And it's not that I'm being weak or wishy-washy or I'm not opinionated, because trust me, if I'm anything, I am opinionated. I really think, though, that it's actually a whole lot easier to see fitness and fat loss and health as black and white. To me, being black and white about this is a yes and this is a no kind of suggests that maybe you're not open-minded and you don't realize how much individuality there is because if you just take this black and white answer, you've got all the answers and you can kind of feel like a rock star. And there are so many people in the industry, just about every fitness professional and diet program does this, eat this, don't eat that. Eat at this time, don't eat at that at this time. This is a yes food, this is a no food, and while there are some general pillars or principles, it is not black and white. Food choices and food timing is not black and white. When somebody does that, it makes me so bonkers bananas, right? Because it's bull, it's garbage, it's wrong, it's misleading, it is dishonest. And it represents a dieting strategy, a short-term strategy that that, that suggests that there is this one-size-fits-all approach to fat loss or fitness, and there's not. I mean, if we think about it like I love to do because I'm just a real sort of brass tacks, nuts and bolts kind of person, let's think about it from a common sense perspective. What kind of factors go into fat loss or fitness? How tall are you? How much do you weigh? 
How much muscle mass do you have versus fat mass? Are you male or female? How old are you? What is your hormone balance? What's your baseline? What is your starting point? And when I work with one-on-one clients, the first week, I just observe. Because the most important factor when I'm starting out with somebody is where they're starting. I might have totally different strategies for similar clients, right? They might both be female. They might both be in their 50s. They might both be 50 pounds overweight. But that is often where the similarities end. And I do not treat them the same because their starting point could be vastly, vastly different. Their lifestyle matters. Their hormone balance matters. One might find that oatmeal for breakfast is a huge improvement for them and is going to generate results for them because maybe they were originally eating a bagel and a glass of orange juice and a granola bar, right? The other person might find that oatmeal for breakfast is a real kind of step backwards because they had been having, say, a protein shake, but maybe bulletproof coffee for them marks an improvement because the protein shake for them was maybe leaving them with low energy or lots of hunger. Now, this might be frustrating for some of you. A lot of, heck, most of us want hard and fast rules. Give me a yes foods list. Give me a no foods list. But you know what? I think we've all done that before. And it might seem complicated to you that it's wishy-washy, it's gray, but it's actually really not complicated. Please don't get sucked into initially just deciding, oh my gosh, it's too complicated. It's not. If you just hear me out, hang with me and let me explain. There are definitive answers. There are yes and no's for your body. It's just not the same set of rules for all of us because just like I said a couple minutes ago, when we look at the factors that determine what suggests fat loss in an individual, their height, their weight, their body composition, their activity level, their hormone balance, and you know what? We all come to the table very differently in that regard, but that doesn't mean that it's complicated. All it means is that what works for the goose doesn't necessarily work for the gander, and I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. I feel like I'm... 75 years old. I'm not, but whatever. There are three basic questions, and that's what I'm going to go over today, and then I'm going to give some very specific examples of those types of scenarios. Three questions that you can ask yourself that will always give you your answer. Your answer. And that is why for the thousands of you that have emailed me specific questions, Oftentimes I say, give me more information. Tell me more about what you're doing, about your baseline, about X, Y, or Z, because it isn't black and white for every individual. And for people who treat it that way, I feel very strongly that they're doing a disservice. They're doing a disservice. And to me, this is great news that you don't have to find the right expert with the right answers or the right fitness guru or the right diet, the right book, whatever. There are tons of great books out there and a lot of intelligent people. But you know who matters most? You. You know who's free? You. (laughs) You know who has all the right information for your body? You do. And that is awesome news. I see myself, because you might be thinking, why are you saying this? You have a podcast. You want people to listen to you. Listen, what I want to do is help people help themselves, give people the tools to figure this out for themselves. When I work with my clients, it's never eat this, don't eat this, stop that, smack on the hand. It's helping them figure out their own bodies because 
I'm not going to be with them for the rest of their lives, but they are. So I want to give them the tools. And that to me is fantastic news. You don't have to be searching for some hidden treasure because the answers are yours. They're within you. And I think that that is pretty damn awesome. And because I've so been where you are, I get that many people might be feeling like, okay, so how the heck do I know what works for my body? Because right now what I'm doing isn't working and I don't know what to change. And it might seem overwhelming. I get that. But I want to suggest that maybe you're thinking about it too much. And what I mean is you're in your head about it too much. Instead of doing, you're thinking, you're reading, you're listening, you're this, you're that, you're making lists, you're making plans, blah, 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 blah. It's not as complicated as maybe you're making it. Now, before we go into those three questions, let me lay the foundation here. And this, I say this all the time, but I really do believe that repetition is the mother of skill. The key here is in tracking, tracking what you eat, how much, and when, writing it down, either electronically or pen and paper. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you sky write it and take a picture of the sky every day. Like, that's cool. That's your prerogative. Let's hang out. You might be fun. You can buy me dinner, it sounds like. But you want to track every day what you eat, how much, and when. And you also want to track, because this is the key, how it makes you feel. Your hormones are in charge of fat loss, and they're always, always, always communicating with you. So track how it impacts your energy, how it impacts your mood, your hunger, your cravings, your sleep, recovery from workouts, right? And of course, you need to track your progress. Now, for some people, this could be fat loss. And I think that the best way to track fat loss is measurements, waist and hip are great starting points, as well as pictures, body shots or headshots. You might be tracking progress as it relates to fitness, strength gains, or recovery. How much weight can you move? How quickly can you move? How do you recover both within a workout and after a workout? Right there in that document, so many answers. So many answers. I love getting my hands on people's tracking documents because it's a treasure trove. It's a gold mine. And so many people are just like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I say, are you tracking? No. There you go. That's what you're doing wrong. Step one, go track. Come back. I get. I bet you you'll have found a bunch of answers when you start doing just that one thing. Are there general guidelines? Is there a loose structure? Because you might be thinking, well, if there's no black and white, then why do you talk so much about the golden rules of carbs and fat loss? Some things are fixed best practice, but within the paradigm, within the pillars, the nuances are based on the individual. So yeah, there are general guidelines. There is a loose structure that sort of represents what sets your body up most likely for fat loss. But within that, there are a hundred million other variables that are going to be different depending on the individual. It's not complicated once you start paying attention. So some of those general guidelines, those pillars, that loose structure is going to be focus on whole foods. There's no reason that any of us are going to benefit from routinely putting processed foods in our body. It's not real food. Doesn't mean you can never have it, right? Of course you can. If somebody told me I could never have standard ice cream at an ice cream shop again, I'd punch him in the face and I wouldn't apologize for it. So don't do it because I will punch you in the face. So processed foods, generally speaking, are not going to generate the kind of results that you will get from whole foods. So that is a general guideline. Obviously, within that, there are a lot of variables and nuances of what 
whole foods, how much and when, and your body is going to give you the best indicators there. Another one is cut back on sugar. We don't need sugar. It's not doing anything for us. It certainly detracts from both fitness and fat loss and also from health. So cut back on sugar. Definitely a general guideline. Focus on protein, fat, and veggies. Whenever we can get protein and fat from whole food sources, that's certainly preferable to processed foods or foods that are pure carbohydrate. We really want the bulk of our nutrition, of our fuel, of our energy, of our nutrients coming from proteins, fats, and veggies. So again, that is a loose guideline. And then the golden rules of carbs and fat loss There are tons of nuances within, and it is always a spectrum, but generally speaking, for fat loss, you will see the best results when you have your carbohydrates at the end of the day instead of at the beginning of the day. When you consume a smaller quantity versus a larger quantity, and this isn't that carbs are bad. They are not. They can absolutely be incorporated with fat loss, and I certainly have eaten carbs while I've lost a lot of weight. And it really does come down to having as little of an impact on your blood sugar. You want to really avoid those peaks and valleys. So when it comes to carb quantity, less is going to be more for most people. Quality. This goes back to whole foods. You really want to focus on quality carbohydrates, carbohydrates from whole food sources like potato or sweet potato as opposed to pretzels or potato chips, right? You really want to focus on whole foods. Most potato chips are really highly processed and are more chemical than they are potato. And then combination. This is the last of the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. And that is when you consume carbohydrates for fat loss, generally speaking, you want to make sure that you pair that carb with fat or protein. This is what is going to minimize the impact on your blood sugar. Now, beyond those loose guidelines is where the troubleshooting comes in, the nuances, the what is right for you. How do you apply this? How do you find this? These are the three questions I want to go over with you. And then we're going to take a few scenarios, common questions that I get asked about. Can I have this and still lose fat? Should I eat this? And will this help me lose fat? So let me go over the questions. All right. Three questions that are going to help you always know what works for you and what doesn't work for you, whether your goal is fat loss or fitness or health. Number one, does this represent an improvement for me? So what were you eating before? So when somebody says, I can't have oatmeal for breakfast and lose fat, well, some people can, some people can't, right? I mean, if you were previously eating a box of donuts, oatmeal represents an improvement. If you were previously eating bacon and eggs, it's not going to represent an improvement for fat loss. So question number one is, for me, does this represent an improvement? Is it less processed? Is there less sugar? Does it have a less of an impact on my blood sugar than what I was eating before? It is a spectrum and that is so freaking important, okay? We're gonna get into some examples, but so often I say, I don't know, does it represent an improvement for you? Because oatmeal doesn't represent an improvement for me for my breakfast. So for me, the answer would be, Nope, don't do it. But for somebody else, it might represent a major improvement. Question number two is, how does it make you feel? And I'm not talking like warm, fuzzy versus cold prickly. Flashback to uh, counseling in second grade. But anyway, I digress. The things we remember, right? How does it make you feel? 
Does it satisfy your hunger? Some things we eat don't satisfy our hunger. Some things really do. Some things do for longer. Some things do for shorter time. So how does it make you feel? Does it satisfy your hunger? Does it trigger cravings for you? There are some things that really trigger cravings, and there are other things that blunt cravings. I wouldn't suggest adding anything in that triggers cravings for you. Does it represent something that you're likely to overdo? I say all the time, nuts for me are a slippery slope. If I open up a thing of almonds, eh, kind of going to probably eat the whole thing. So how does it make you feel? And then the third question is, and this is an obvious one, but so many people overlook it. What happens to your results when you do it? What happens to your fat loss? What happens to, if it's a fitness goal, what happens to your endurance or your strength, your stamina, your recovery? What happens to your results when you make that choice? Now, the key here is only changing one variable at a time. Don't test out these questions when you change three things. Don't change breakfast, lunch, and dinner and then try and assess what the breakfast impact is because you don't know if it's related to the breakfast change, the lunch change, the dinner change, the workout change, the sleep pattern changes, the hydration changes. Be scientific about it. Change one variable at a time and then give it time. Give it a couple of weeks. So let's go through some examples that represent common questions I get where my answer is often, I don't know, does it work? People will say, can I do X, Y, and Z? Can I eat X, Y, and Z and lose fat? And I'm like, I don't know, can you? And it's not to be flippant and it's not to be clueless or not opinionated. Like I said, I am very opinionated. But it's not as simple as black and white. And when I see people giving black and white answers, it kind of makes me sad because I think that they're setting people up not only to not get results for their own body, but also to be dependent on somebody else. I don't want anybody to be dependent on primal potential or dependent on me for their answers because you know what? I don't have your answers. The great news is you do. I'm not going home with you tonight. I mean, maybe put an offer out there. I'm not, I'm not going home with you tonight, but you are and you have the answer. So one question I got recently, and this was from uh, somebody in my fall fat loss coaching group. It's an awesome, awesome question. But my answer was, I don't know. She said, can I have, she was referring to the golden rules of carbs and fat loss and how you really want to have your carbs at night for the best fat loss results. She said, can I have an apple with almond butter for an afternoon snack? An apple is a carbohydrate, fruit is carbohydrate, and still have a sweet potato with my dinner. Now, her goal is fat loss, and she was basically saying, can I have an apple, which is a carb in the afternoon, and a sweet potato at dinner and still get results? And I said, I don't know. Can you? What happens? See, because here's the thing. Everybody has a different insulin sensitivity. Insulin is the shuttle that kind of ushers sugar out of your blood and takes it away to be stored. So different degrees of insulin sensitivity mean either a faster or a slower response to insulin. The less responsive you are to insulin, the fewer carbs you can eat while still seeing results because your blood sugar and your insulin remain elevated for longer, keeping you out of fat burning mode for longer than somebody who's more sensitive. Now, if you are a faster responder, you clear it more quickly and return to fat burning mode more quickly. And therefore, you can eat more carbohydrates and still get fat loss results, right? So how do you know how sensitive you are? You track. 
You monitor your results. You pay attention. And I'll use myself as an example here. Because of my crash dieting past, because of my uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, I am not very responsive to insulin. My body's kind of slow in responding to insulin. Said another way, I am carb sensitive. Okay, so for fat loss, I personally have to eat fewer carbs to get results. Well, how do I know this about myself? Because the more carbs I eat, the more my fat loss slows. Also, the more carbs I eat, the more carb cravings I have. And I notice puffiness and bloating when I eat carbs. So I know that I'm very, very sensitive. I don't respond as quickly. So for me, the answer would probably be best to skip the apple if you're trying to lose fat when you're going to have a sweet potato at dinner. But for this individual asking the question, she might get results just fine having both. So you ask yourself, what happens to my results? How does my body feel and does it represent an improvement? If she's going to do an apple and almond butter as an afternoon snack instead of um, a bag of pretzels, that marks an improvement, right? It's all about the individual nuances here. Another question that I get, I hope that's a helpful example. You guys will have to email me and let me know. Another common question that I get with regards to Bulletproof Coffee and people who are looking to transition to Bulletproof Coffee in the morning. Can I add stevia to my Bulletproof Coffee or is that going to screw everything up? My answer is, I don't know. Can you add Bulletproof Coffee, uh, stevia to your Bulletproof Coffee? For most people, it is not going to be a big deal. It is going to be a very small rock. It's not going to move the needle at all. But for some people, consuming stevia increases their cravings and their hunger. That is not the case for me, but it's absolutely the case for some people. How do you know? You track. What were you eating before? Does this represent an improvement? If you were putting sugar in your coffee, yes, stevia represents an improvement. Absolutely. How does it make you feel? Does it increase your cravings? If not, cool. And what happens to your results? Are you getting results with this? That's going to give you your answer. Another common question where I often respond, I don't know. And I, and I don't just say, I don't know. If you guys have emailed me and I've responded, you know, I go into a whole lot more detail on this, kind of the way I'm doing right now. Should I eat before my workout? I work out in the morning. Should I go in fasted or should I eat something before? And what should I eat before? Well, Again, this is very nuanced. What happens if you don't eat? Do you feel okay? Are you thinking you should eat because somebody's told you you should or because you're low energy and you feel like your body needs fuel? Two very different things. I personally most often can go into a workout fasted in the morning and feel great. So for me, I don't need to. But for other people, I've given the example of my mom, if I sent her into a workout fasted, she wouldn't perform well. She'd feel lightheaded and she wouldn't really be able to give her best effort. So what happens if you don't eat before a workout? And what happens if you do? Do you notice a difference in your performance when you eat before a workout and when you don't? And what makes you feel best? right? Do you feel best when you have, say, a protein shake? What happens if you have some carbohydrates? Do you feel sluggish? Do you feel amazing? That is going to give you the answer. What happens to your results? Does it change your fat loss rate? Does it change your recovery from your workout? Does it change your performance during your workout? And other factors that really make a difference here are how hard are you working out? How long are you working out for? What did you eat the night before or the meal before? And the same questions need to be applied to the question of what should I eat after my workout? 
There are no magic answers. Your body is going to let you know when you apply these questions. Another common question I get uh, is, are protein bars an okay snack if my goal is fat loss? Question number one, does it represent an improvement? What were you snacking on before? Again, if you were having a bag of pretzels, then some protein bars are going to mark an improvement, right? Is this less processed? Does it have less sugar? Does it have less of a total impact on your blood sugar? How does it make you feel? Does it satisfy your hunger, your cravings? How long does it satisfy you for? The individual bar matters, right? Is it a high quality bar? Is it a low quality bar? Is it very, very processed? Are there things in there that upset you? Some people are sensitive to dairy. Some people are sensitive to sugar alcohols. Everybody has a different response here. And what happens to your results when you have that as a snack? These questions are going to give you the answer for you, right? For you. Same approach here with questions like, can I put berries in my morning protein shake? I know berries are a carb. Does it represent an improvement? How does it make you feel? What happens to your results when you do that? Same effect with alcohol. Can I have a glass of wine at dinner and still be in fat burning mode? Does it represent an improvement? How does it make you feel? What happens to your results? So this is the process that I think is very helpful for people to go through when they want specific answers to questions about their journey. I, when I work with clients one-on-one, this is what I'm helping them do, helping them figure out, gosh, I notice I really have extreme hunger at this time of day. Okay, well, let's look at it in light of your whole day. Maybe you need more fiber at lunch. Maybe you need more fat in the morning. Maybe there's something going on here with stress that is triggering more hunger or more cravings. It is all about finding what works for you and paying attention to your body. Tracking is not some cute accountability exercise. It's about getting the answers you need for your body. So be sure to head over to Primal Potential. These questions are on the show notes page so that you can write them down in your tracking document would be a great place for them and continue to learn what your body responds to. That is hugely important. Let's wrap up as we always do with what I ate yesterday. And again, I eat this not because it's magic food for fat loss, but because it's what my body responds best to. So in the morning, uh, I actually did have a meal before my workout yesterday. I woke up hungry. Sometimes I wake up hungry. And if I do, I eat. Why not? I had black coffee and then I had an omelet with a couple of eggs, avocado, tomatoes, bell peppers, and a side of bacon because, hello, bacon at breakfast always makes the day better. Uh, Then I had a, a good workout At lunchtime, I had a late lunch. I bopped over to Salsaritas, which is kind of like Chipotle or Moe's or that sort of thing. And I got a bowl, no rice, no beans, just chicken and pico and guacamole. Dinner was halibut, small piece of halibut, some mashed cauliflower and asparagus. I eat foods I love. I eat food that loves me back. And I pay attention to how it makes me feel. Hope you guys found this episode helpful. Definitely let me know. The questions are over on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. Do not hesitate to email me directly, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. If you have questions, if I can help or support or encourage you in any way, that is why I am here. That is why I do this. And we'll see you in a couple days with another episode. Till then, bye-bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. 
At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.